Welcome to another episode of the Dynamic Thriving Podcast. I am your host, Mary Ann Pack, spiritual guide into all things life transformational. And I want to let you know why I do what I do. It's because I want to see transformation in the world. We are coming into a new era of new, the new spirit coming into the world to transform lives and to create a better world. So I want to leave a legacy of leaving this world in a better place than I found it. And I want you to come along. And that's why I interview all these beautiful coaches and light workers and intuitives and service providers, because I want to see and promote that transformation in all of us. So today I have a guest, Chris Basiliadis. I always have trouble with her name, Basiliadis. So welcome, Chris. I'm so happy you're here with me. I'm thrilled to be here today, Marianne, and totally okay with the last name. I I married into it. It took me a while to get it too, so I get it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And we met through Ladies Power Lunch. And of course, this podcast is in collaboration with Ladies Power Lunch, the Facebook group. And we have one rule, and it is to intentionally support each other to increase our impact and our income as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as employees, as business owners, um, as professional people. So we love supporting one another. And if you are looking ladies for a group to be in, Ladies Power Lunch, you can find it on Facebook under groups, or you can visit their website, ladiespowerlunch.com. So let's jump right in, Chris. Your website is PriorityWellness.com, and you are a speaker, author, and burnout buster. So we're going to find out what that is in just a minute. But who is Chris, and what good do you bring into the world? There are many facets to Chris. I like to call myself a having a portfolio career. I've had several oh. different careers. But the common thread, Marianne, has been my mission, which is to inspire people to honor their humanness and their well-being as they fully engage in their life. And that has shown up in a bunch of different ways for me. Uh, When I first started my work, I worked in the tech industry. My bachelor's is in computer science. I evolved into training and development after I got my master's in education, and then Uh, My last corporate job was in performance improvement. And that, believe it or not, carries through to my work today as a burnout buster, which we'll get into in a little more detail. Wonderful. My goodness, you have a long resume. (laughs) That's wonderful. So tell us about a burnout buster. What is that? So in my work, I specialize in working with professional women who find themselves over busy, overstressed, overwhelmed, and feel like the way that they are running their lives is not sustainable, yes. but they don't know how to turn things around. So basically I help them recalibrate. So they elevate their focus, their vitality with what I call systems of sanity. So they can run their days without running themselves into the ground. Marianne, it pulls at my heartstrings when I see women killing themselves yes. over how they're running their lives. And it, because they feel that's the definition of success. 
-hmm. And it doesn't have to be that way. There are many definitions of success and we get to define what that looks like for ourselves and put that into place. Yes. I love my mentor, Abraham Hicks, uh, defines success as the amount of joy you're experiencing. Because if you're at the level of joy in your life and there's ease and flow, all the other stuff that you want and want to do and that you're passionate about will fall into place. So if we can maintain a level of joy, we've reached success because everything else will fall into place. And um, I love that you're, you're addressing that um, burnout prevention. And that's our topic today is burnout prevention. So what problem do you help your clients solve? What is the transformation that they would receive if they coached with you? Yeah, so it looks, the specifics look different, but it's basically getting people from a place of, I feel exhausted more often than I would like. I feel ineffective more often than I would like and almost seeing no way out. They, they really just have no idea what to do. And in collaborating together, we come up with the right combination of things that works for them. Uh, there are certain pillars that I find work, work well for people, but how that's implemented and what that looks like when you put it into action is different for everybody. So there's a lot of experimentation that goes on in figuring out what's going to work. And so ultimately people are feel, go from feeling exhausted and depleted to feeling resilient and vibrant in whatever way that they are functioning. I love that. I like that you talked about, you know, it's the, it's like you're showing them new possibilities that it doesn't have to be this way. Right. You have alternatives that you could choose from right. to live a better life, a, a life more of ease and flow and, and that there's options. You're not yeah. stuck in this one way of living. True. And what well, you use the word joy, often I use the word alignment and congruent. Yes. It's being in alignment with you. You say certain things are important to you, but now your actions and behaviors are in alignment with that. Yes. A lot of times we feel exhausted because deep down, we know this isn't, we get resentful. This isn't how I want to be functioning. And this isn't really who I want to be. And so, yeah, you get closer to the way that you want that those things match and, and, and come into alignment. Yeah. That congruency. Um, yeah, I, I really like that. I like that, the, the alignment, um, cause it's definitely, you know, if we're pushing and struggling so hard, we're not in alignment really with our heart's desire. So right. that balance is off. And then there's that um, that resistance yeah, makes life so hard. And well, it, and it doesn't have to be hard. Yes. It, can be, it can be more smooth. It can be effortless. In fact, a great book I read recently was uh, Greg McKeon's book, Effortless. He also wrote the book, Essentialism. I highly recommend both of those mm-hmm. because it, they both focus on doing what's it, fo- prioritizing what's important and vital versus what gets lost in the noise. And typically when we're caught up in the the hamster wheel of chronic busyness, it's noisy. We can't see what's important. And I often use the metaphor of 
you can either use, well, let's use the one that I use the most, which is you take a stick and put it into a shallow pond and swirl, get it into the bottom, stir up the soil. It's all, the water gets all cloudy. But if you take the stick out, the soil settles and now it's still. So when we're like running around like crazy people, we're kicking up all that soil. And, and when we allow ourselves to periodically press pause and let things settle, we can see what needs tending to internally yeah. and externally. Yes. Yeah, that stillness creates much more possibility of even receiving the ideas and the and the downloads and the clarity. Yeah. And I want. Well, yeah, and our society is so big on like heads down, yes. you know, grind it out, whatever. And we we are not robots. I often say we are human beings, not human doings. Yes. And, <laughs> and but to enable us to do that and function at our best and for our brain to function at our best, we must give ourselves periodic breaks during the day. So that's not waiting for the weekend to take a break or waiting for your next vacation to take a break. Ways to weave a minute here, five minutes here, 10 minutes here during the day where you just sit and be, you don't try to squish another thing in, but to give yourself that inner balance and grounding. I often, I often prioritize inner balance over work-life balance. Not a fan of work-life balance for a bunch of reasons, but the, uh, that term, uh, but for, because if we are in a state of frenzy, if we try to create balance from that perspective, we're just going to create more frenzy. It's garbage in, garbage out. So when we're in a state of that inner balance where we can settle, as you said, we can tie into our intuition, our download. Think of when we're taking a shower and all the ideas that pop into your head. Absolutely. Why does that happen? Because your mind's been allowed to wander. So we can, if we can deliberately create those wandering moments, it enables us to be more creative. It enables us to take wise action. So I could go on about that forever, but. Yes. And the thing is, even that, that time away, even in the shower, water is such a conductor of energy. Indeed. And when we don't allow ourselves the stillness to allow the energy to settle, even because all the heavy doing, 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 pushing, that's a very masculine energy. Yeah. And if even if our feminine masculine is out of balance, that will throw us off because we're not acknowledging the soft energy of the nurturing feminine and the inner working feminine and the stillness feminine yes and yes then yeah you're you're struggling because you're not you're not even balanced there's no coherence there yeah and I love what you said about allowing stillness for folks watching or listening that's a takeaway phrase allow stillness for yourself and when you feel kind of the trigger to work harder lean in lean in relax and be soft with it what what would softing look like what would relaxing look like what would simplifying look like and, and challenge yourself to look at because that gives you a different perspective okay how yeah. could this be simpler how can i relax into this this is what's here right now how do i relax into this yes yes and i i was just thinking when you're talking about that even even thinking about how it could be better I was listening to a podcast um, the other day and, and one of the guests said something about, you know, what she asks herself all the time 
is how can this get any better? You know, yeah, that is using the imagination, those shower times when we can get the, the imagination, the, the daydreaming. We were experts in imagination when we were kids. Yeah. And we've so let that go by the wayside or it's gotten squashed because we were told you have to face reality. You have to push through life to be a success. You know, oh. instead yeah, of yeah. using our imagination to dream the life, we would love them. Yeah, or to even dream the next moment. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's sometimes what purpose in life feels too huge for people. Mm -hmm. So it's even just giving yourself time to settle the first thing in the morning and think about how you want your day to go, how you want a particular meeting to go. What's the energy that you want to bring to a particular conversation? Absolutely. How do you want to show up for this next networking event? Whatever it is. But it allows you to bring more intention to what you do versus running in hot to whatever you're doing next. Yes. So, yeah. And I think to, to your point, what you were saying earlier too, we have so many societal messages around or, or perceptions that if we take a break, that means we're weak or that means we're lazy or a sloth. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that at all. Part of my mission is conveying to people again we need to do that. We need to refuel. Mm -hmm. It's not about being the energizer bunny all the time. We, uh, we need to rest. Rest is okay. I can't say enough about a 10 to 20 minute nap when you're exhausted at two, three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. That can revitalize you. Uh, and that's just one way to refuel. But there, we, we need to allow ourselves and give ourselves permission to refuel. Absolutely. And I like that you're talking about, you know, like setting an intention for the day. I teach segment intending. So even as you go through your day and you're switching gears, like if you're at the office and somebody walks in, that's a new segment. If you have to send an email, that's a new segment. And the two questions I have people ask themselves is, how do I want to feel and what do I want to experience during this new segment that's coming right here? And so you're projecting the energy of what you really want um, forward before you even get into the segment. So those intentions are so powerful. They when, are. Yes. And not only how you want to feel, but how do you want to uplift the energy yes. in the interaction? Absolutely. How Absolutely. do I want to uplift this person? How do I want to uplift the room, uh, virtual or physical? Um, but yeah, and and because we're running so hard and running so fast, we don't give ourselves the opportunity often to pause and ask ourselves how we want to be. So we're in react mode all the time. Yes. And that's not helpful. No, because that always creates so much more stress because then life hits you in the face and you react to it instead of respond. Yes. When you, when you, you can always take a breath. You're breathing anyway. <laughs> it's free. Yes. It's always there. Uh, so yeah, take an, in, take a deliberate in and out breath before you send that email, before you send that text, Absolutely. yeah, like take yourself off. If you need to, if you had a tough conversation, think about what ducks do when they get out of the water, how they shake all the water off, you know, shake yourself off. I, and I'm, I literally mean that whether that's like doing some squats or jumping up and down or, you know, going for a walk or run outside, shake off, do what you need to do to release. So you can bring the energy that you want to bring to the next, whatever is next. Yes. Yes. 
Yes, because, um, you know, I've heard so many times about, you know, energy getting stuck in our bodies in places, you know, just shaking your hands off, letting that energy flow off of you, you know, let it flow back to mother earth because she knows how to transmute it for good. So, you know, just release it and let it go. So you can get out of that stress and, um, yeah. And move away from your workspace. If yes. You can. I'm a huge proponent of taking a break every 60 to 90 minutes. Mm. And again, that might be a minute where you step away and stretch, look out the window, ideally get outside and get, look out at the horizon or look up at the sky, the expansiveness, mm. uh, but, and then, you know, come back to your workspace where we're, for those of us who work at the computer all day, we can feel chained to our desks and, and that's not good for our bodies, our brains, what have you, our, our eyesight. So yeah, give yourself that, the, if you don't often give yourself a break, that would be one of the first steps I would recommend is people to you know, set your phone 60 to 90 minutes yes. and, and try it and, and see what your energy is like 21, 30 days later and set it up as a challenge for yourself. I like that. I like using the timer on your phone kind of thing, the alarm on your phone, just so you pay attention because sometimes until you're in the habit of doing it, 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 you're going to run through your day and you're three hours later and you haven't stepped away from your desk. Right. You are even taking a deep breath, you know? So yeah, breathing techniques and, and uh, because we breathe so shallow. You know, we do well, and when we're lungs all the way down, we we just breathe so shallow most of the time. If you notice yeah. breathing, and when we're stressed, we hold our breath. Oh, absolutely. So, um, yeah. you know, and think about when when you're stressed, what how that shows up. That shows up differently in your body for different people. Sometimes people get a headache. Sometimes your heart's pounding. Sometimes you get a stomach ache. You get tense, and like you said earlier, that all ultimately needs to get released. Otherwise we're storing it up. And it's kind of like the beach ball that you sub- try to submerge under the water at the, in the ocean or a pool. Once you let it go, it explodes. And it's the same thing with our emotions. We need yes, absolutely. So what makes your approach unique? Because everybody has their own mm, method or their own way that they serve their clients. So what might be um, very Chris-like? So I love that question, first of all. And so my work is informed by a few things. Uh, How I ended up here was somewhat indirectly. Uh, Three years, I've had my practice since 2008. Mm. Three years before I started my practice, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Mm. And that caused a whole bunch of lifestyle changes for me. So much so that health and wellness became much more important to me. And I wanted to help other people create their ideal state of health and wellness. So I made the decision to become trained and certified as a health coach. At the time I mentioned, I had a portfolio career at the beginning. At the time I had two things I was doing. I was a marketing consultant and believe it or not, I was a professional makeup artist too. And in fact, my first MS symptoms came upon me when I was doing an event at our local Saks Fifth Avenue where where I was working at the time as a freelance artist. Uh, My knees started going numb. uh, my legs started going numb from my knees down. And that was the first of several subsequent quote unquote attacks. Uh, So so my life experience, having been someone who 
has a chronic illness. I've now, as we record this, I've been 14 years relapse free and there are things I've done to make that happen. So that informs my work. I mentioned earlier how my, my last corporate role, I was the director of performance improvement in the last corporate job I have. I have a passion for human performance improvement. So that gets woven into what I do. I'm, I'm just, I don't know, so intrigued by what helps people perform at their best. So now in my work, I use people's health and wellness as a tool to figure out how to help fuel themselves to perform at their best. Uh, I'm also a huge proponent of managing your energy over managing your time. And, and by managing your energy, that's physical, mental, emotional, and or spiritual. Because I find that when you manage your time, energy effectively, it's like time magically expands. Yes. And yes. then finally, um, I consider my superpower as being able to be present and present, mindful, use whichever term you would like. And, and using this moment in the best way possible uh, without judgment and just simply being an observer of, of how to best use this moment. So in summary, it's, it's my, my life experience with a chronic illness, my passion for helping people perform at their best mixed with energy management and the superpower of being present. Yes. That's Chris like. That's Chris like. Very good. Because my next question was going to be uh, our mess is our message. And, you know, that usually indicates why we do what we do. And so you kind of led into that. Do you have anything else you want to tell us about? how your mess turned into your message or did that pretty much summarize everything? Yeah. So it didn't happen right away. I got, so I had my diagnosis at the end of 2005 and I opened up the doors of priority wellness in the fall of 2008. So there was, it wasn't like I got diagnosed with MS and I said, okay, now I'm going to be a health coach. Right. <laughs> I kept doing there be some healing going on. There. Yeah. Um, so I thought, but it's funny though, oftentimes people ask me, well, you know, how was it like for you emotionally? And it, it's funny. I was very matter of fact, when I got my diagnosis, mm -hmm. I, I, I can remember walking into my primary care physician's office after about a month after my diagnosis and saying, okay, I have this diagnosis. It's my intention to live a fully active, healthy life. What should I be doing? And she lined me up with all kinds of tests. So, so the following year, it was like the year of the lab rat for me. I had multiple tests. We learned what I was deficient in. We learned I wasn't good with gluten. I learned ways to manage my stress. So that quote unquote mess, if you will, was, I, I learned that, okay, it's not, there's not a silver bullet for me or for anyone else. Yeah. There's, there's typically a combination of things that's required to feel, have your ideal well-being and to be at your best. And so that, I guess that would answer your question in terms of it's, con it's converted into my message to the extent that it, it sounds cliche, but our, our wellness and our well-being is priceless. And we have the opportunity to influence it. And you don't have to wait for a chronic illness to make that happen. So that's, I guess, don't end up like me, but <laughs> you have to wait for some kind of yeah. crisis to make it happen. I see that happen a lot. It often is the way that it happens, but you don't need to wait. You could decide today, I'm going to take charge of my well-being, whatever that looks like. That can be, 
that's health and wellness is a huge umbrella. Um, but oh, think about what helps you be quality in your in your health and and health, wellness, and well-being, whatever terms work for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, because as as most people know on the podcast listening, um, I talked about my younger years. I was such a miserable young woman with such a victim attitude that I created so much sickness in my body, so much illness, you know, for years. And I didn't know that I was the one creating it because um, I finally crashed when I was 34 and sought out natural supplements because obviously the drugs and the surgeries and all that with the medical community were not working. Um, and got immediate relief, but the real well-being, the peacefulness didn't come for years later when I finally changed my mindset and started Mm. hearing about, you know, that what we think, how we feel affects our bodies, the stress that we're under that, that the um, emotions that we hold in our bodies. I mean, I created a tonsillectomy when I was a teenager, but yet years later, I created two different kinds of thyroid disease because I couldn't speak up for myself. I couldn't speak my truth. I was so suppressed in that area because of my background and, um, you know, not being allowed to speak up for myself. So I, when I started learning about metaphysics and how my thoughts and emotions affect my physical body. I could just go down the line. This emotion, these kinds of thoughts created this disease. And I could exactly line them out of how I got them because I don't have them now. Right. And we don't, and we don't need to feel if people who are listening want to go through that sort of exercise and reflection, it's not to be punitive about it and feel bad that, oh my gosh, I caused this for myself. It's more to see just as you have the quote unquote power to make that happen, you also have the power to turn it around. Absolutely. And, and elevate where you're at. Now I'm not, I'm I'm never going to say, you know, you can quote unquote cure or heal yourself. I don't consider myself cured or healed from MS. I, I, MS is in my body and I have it. However, I choose not to be defined by it. Just like I have hazel eyes, but hazel eyes aren't all of who I am. Right. This This is a piece that's part of me, but it certainly does not define me as a human being and the wholeness of me. So, so remember your wholeness and remember that words have power. The words you say about yourself out loud, even if they're self-deprecating and the words that you say to yourself internally, your thoughts are not you, your emotions are not you. And you have control over what you choose to take in and chew on and the thoughts that you choose to follow. Yeah. And you can you can let, just choose to, I'm not gonna pay attention to whatever thought. You can even name it if you want to. Right. Uh, you know, pick a name. Uh, okay, Sarah, I'm not gonna pay attention. Thanks for chiming in, but I'm not gonna pay attention right. to you. Just like people in your life might give you advice. Thanks, I'll, I'll, I'll take on, I'll consider it or I'll move on or however you wanna phrase that. Absolutely. Be the observer of our thoughts. 
Indeed. Rather than thinking that that those are who we are. It's not who we are. They're We're not. the observer of those and we have control over those. And we can yep. choose to think differently. And just like you were talking about, you know, you given people the opportunity to ch- choose new possibilities. Right. You know, right. Coherence yeah. over, you know, chaos. So, yeah. um, and clarity over confusion. You have that choice. We have that choice. So I love that. I love that. So how can people find you? Where, where can people find you? So you mentioned my website at the beginning of the podcast, and that's the easiest way. So it, it is prioritywellness.com. Mm-hmm. And right on the homepage of my website, uh, if you like the kind of tips that I shared today, you can get those on an ongoing basis. I have a free newsletter, Energizing You, that has monthly tips in it. And for subscribing to that, as you'll see on the homepage of my website, I also give you a free report as a thank you. It's called Nine Mistakes That Prevent People from Burnout Proofing Their Lives. Oh, nice. I love that. So all of these links, the link for her website and the information about her PDF and her newsletter will be in the show notes. So um, you can um, follow Chris and find her if you if this has resonated with you, because if there's a twinge of you that's saying, yes, that's me, go talk to Chris because that is your spirit calling to you and giving you that nudge of it's time. It's time. Yeah. You don't need to keep suffering. No, no, absolutely. Suffering is optional. (laughs) Suffering is optional for sure. Well, thank you, Chris. I appreciate you so much for coming and visiting. This is, I could talk to you forever. (laughs) <laughs> I enjoyed it. Likewise, Marianne, I really enjoyed our conversation today. I loved it. I loved it. So everybody will have her information, contact information in the show notes so you can uh, follow Chris and find her and find out how to work with her. So I want to thank everybody for listening and thank you so much for coming and um, be sure to like, comment, and be sure also to subscribe because this really helps my work go into the world. And I want to bring more joy to the world. This is my purpose. This is why I do what I do is because I want to spread that joy that is ours naturally. It's our birthright to live in joy. And it's only our resistance to it that pinches us off from living um, even a happily ever after kind of lifestyle. So I love you all. Thank you again. Um, You can visit my website, MariannePack.com for all of our services. And I would appreciate um, you taking a look there. And um, thank you again, Chris. Do you have any words of wisdom you'd like to leave us with real quick? When all else fails, take a breath. Oh, I love it. All else fails, take a breath. And that is what is going to allow you to remember and connect in with your heart and and come from your heart. Yes, because I believe deep breathing is actually summoning life force through our body. And as we inhale, we're summoning life force and that stream of well-being can go through us and every cell in our body reaches out and takes the well-being it wants. And so, yes, deep breathing, deep breathing, deep breathing. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you. Thank you, Marianne. Great to be with you today. And remember, everyone, you are joy looking for a way to express.